With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. the revelation of Paul title for this question <clears throat> submitted back on uh, December 24th in our mad race to catch up with our vast backlog of Bible questions our questioner asks in Galatians 1 11 through 17 we read that Paul received his gospel directly from Jesus Christ through revelation then reading the rest of the letter, we notice that nothing there is written about doctrinal agreements or not. We only read that the pillars uh, recognize the grace given to Paul. Paul wrote that he presented his gospel to the pillars of James, Cephas, and John, and they did not add anything. Can we deduce that they agreed? Paul never makes that explicit. Hmm, that's a sharp eye there. The only place where I could find a statement about Paul preaching the same gospel as the other apostles is in 1 Corinthians 15, 3-11, which you consider an interpolation, and I agree. So it would seem to me illogical to conclude that a gospel revealed personally by direct revelation just happens to be the same that the other apostles preached. Something does not make sense here. That is too much of a coincidence. Is Paul stretching the story? That is, he knew about the gospel from his pre-Christian life and then just claimed it was actually not learned from the other Christians, but directly from God or an angel? I have a distinct impression here that we are not reading the right story. Something is missing. Somebody is lying. Something was changed or added or something else. The way it is now in the letters of Paul, it does not compute. Uh, amen to that. And I think that is because we're dealing with uh, polemics long after the fact. I doubt that Paul wrote any of this. It seems to me that, that uh, though our Galatians is also interpolated, even the, the major part of it is not Pauline. I think that um, chapters um, 3 through 6 are by a Marcionite or Marcionites. No, I'm sorry, are by Marcion himself, and that the first two chapters are a Marcionite rebuttal to the book of Acts. I go into this in the pre-Nicene New Testament. And... It seems to me that this this strange tug of war you're talking about is a result uh, of a kind of a later subsequent turf war for uh, Marcionites, Gnostics, other Paulinists. It was important to affirm the independence of their founder uh, from the uh, the leaders of Jewish or Catholic Christianity. Um, for them, it was important to subordinate Paul to the Twelve so as to try to assimilate the Marcionite churches 
to Catholicism. And so uh, that is the basis on which Paul is being pulled in both directions, even though when you look closely, it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense, as you point out. Uh, when you think about it, well, now, did he actually get this similar-sounding uh, gospel message without any human intervention at all, because it sure seems like that's being argued in the beginning of Galatians. Uh, what is this, the guy's the Savior? I'm getting a message about a Savior named Jesus and how he went to the cross. What? You've got a Savior named Jesus too? You're not really supposed to think that far into the thing because it's absurd. Though I must admit, my conscience reminds me and. Second Corinthians, you've got uh, the writer saying, what is this? You believe in a different gospel, another Jesus? Well, who knows? But um, if Jesus denoted Savior, I guess that's possible. But, but it, it sounds like, I mean, this is very much like the thing in, <clears throat> excuse me, in uh, 1 Corinthians 11, is it? Where uh, the writer, supposedly Paul, is saying that he got the Last Supper scene which seems to be a little narrative window, a little story, atypical of the rest of the epistles, uh, a gospel-type material, almost verbatim the same uh, as, as the Last Supper story of the Gospels, or synoptics anyway. He says he got that directly from, from the Lord, not from any human intermediary. What? Uh, you're getting a narrative text from directly from Christ now? It sounds like this is some sort of polemics, after the fact, um, another similar problem. What was the issue there in the scene we're asked in Galatians to envision? Paul and Barnabas come up to Jerusalem to lay out their gospel that they preached before the pillars, Cephas, James, and John. Uh, what is the issue? Are they were we to believe they talked about the dual natures of Christ, or were they all adoptionists? Did they believe Jesus had become the Son of God, or was he a demigod with a virgin birth? I mean, he doesn't even mention Christology. The issue in Galatians is, must the Gentile converts become circumcised, and do you keep the law or retain the Old Testament, if that's really the issue? Uh, and and he, so the scene is being drawn as if that is the only issue they discussed. But that, if you imagine it in real life, it cannot have been, right? As you say, if this guy claimed to have gotten his gospel out of thin air, as it were, aren't they going to talk about all the other elements of, of Christianity as Paul defines it and they define it? It doesn't say that they agreed on that. It says that uh, when they heard Paul's account, they gave him the right hand of fellowship, which apparently meant, in light of what it follows up with, you go to the Gentiles, we'll go to the Jews, that apparently just meant Gentile Christians don't have to keep kosher, um, Jewish Christians do, and never the twain shall meet, okay? These other issues wouldn't have come up. Uh, well, the writer doesn't think about that because he's just trying to set up a scene in which this one issue is resolved. He doesn't realize the implications he's introducing. And then when you find out that the punchline of the thing is that they divide up the whole stinking world 
Uh, Paul, you take all the Gentiles and these other 12 guys, well, at least the three, uh, they'll take, or at least Peter, he'll take the Jews. Well, that seems amicable, that seems fair. You take Jews, I'll take the whole world. I mean, this is just obviously some kind of storybook uh, rewrite or, or, or perhaps the original writing of a story of, of events that never occurred. Uh, so it seems to me all of this, as usual, makes sense as if you, as if it were written backwards, which it was, where, where you're just literarily extrapolating back from the present to a, a desired past that will legitimate your version of the present. So you, you, the, these problems you're pointing out, I believe point up the artificial literary character of the whole thing. You got a real sharp eye, keep using it, and keep sending us questions. Thanks. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.